What's up, y'all? My name's Lanre, and you're listening to In The Mix, where I get to speak with artists from all over, from all walks of life, about the music industry, our personal lives, and how they mix together. And hey, maybe you'll learn something on the way. This is a place where artists can just be artists. Welcome to In The Mix. All right, welcome to another episode of In The Mix. My name is Lanre, and today I have the pleasure of introducing an artist, a very talented artist from Philly, Trey. What's going on, Trey? What's up? What's up? What's poppin'? How you doing? Good, man. Good, man. How you doing on this good Friday? I cannot complain. I was out in the rain, but the rain did not stay, so we're here. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're in Atlanta right now, right? Uh, I'm in Decatur, so if you want to okay. call it that, I don't yeah. want to anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm Atlanta, Decatur. i'll say that okay okay word yeah atlanta i mean today i was gonna take the dog out and then it was sunny and then it started raining so i was like you know what perfect day to podcast let's just chill inside <laughs> yeah i had to get trapped in the rain a few times because uh, i was at work but it is what mm-hmm. it is it's all good too- man well glad you're here so um yeah tell the audience a little bit about yourself how you got started in the industry and, you know, give us the word about Trey. <laughs> All right. The origin story. Um, well, named Trey, uh, 28 years old, like, uh, like Lauren said, from Philadelphia, um, born in Texas, but military family. So my roots are in Philadelphia, but I've been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I've been, I started with music around seventh grade. So how old are you? Like 12, 13 around that time? Yeah. Um, yeah. Long, long story short, I started by accident and it was kind of just like a divine experience because I was okay. just writing song lyrics. Someone stole my paper thinking that I was writing my own raps because everybody was rapping at the time because Meek Mill, Cassidy, the battle rappers, all that stuff. So they yeah. thought I was writing my own stuff. So they took it real hype. I was in social studies class. I remember this, but seventh period. Mm. My paper. And they started reading and they was like, these aren't even your lyrics. I was writing the lyrics to a Fire Man by Lil Wayne. Okay. Um, and then I, I was like, exactly. That, that's yeah. one of my major, major influences. Shout out to the mm-hmm. goat. Yeah. But um, I took my paper and then um, he was like, oh, I thought these were yours. And I said, no, nah, not at all. And he said, well, you should start rapping. Gave my paper and started walking off. And in my mm-hmm. mind, that little suggestion, I was like, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ever since then, I locked myself in, in the room and I started horribly, but little bit by little bit things started to unfold very mm-hmm. interestingly yeah. so end up starting a group um, a music group um that was interesting i moved to georgia officially mm-hmm. um moved with my dad for high school okay and then fast forward i met another group after my old group group turned on me and then mm-hmm. i had to get accepted into college so i made a little ep and mm-hmm. On the first try, I got accepted and just like little by little bit, more and more signs of you're on the right path kept showing. Yeah. I was just like, all righty then, let's, let's write it out. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, I always remind myself, even when things get a little tough, that God didn't bring me this far just to bring me this far. So hey, that I is literally like my mantra. I love that you just said that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of very, it's hard sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I just gotta look back at the facts and calm myself down because right. I'm like thinking logically and helping people out with stuff. So I'll be trying to help my own self out mm-hmm. when I can, when I allow myself to listen because it's hard to take your own medicine. Yeah, <laughs> <I'll> f- yes, <laughs> like you spit in facts. 
So musically, that's pretty much the origin story. I've done a few shows. Um, mm-hmm. My here in, at, here in Georgia, or yeah. So um, if no. anyone's familiar with Lagrange, Georgia, <laughs> around yeah, New- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I went to college. So for those that don't know, it's a private Methodist college. Um, okay. And um, let's just say not many people of our complexion be over there. Yeah. But yep. when I was over there, it started shifting. Like I, I was there for the shift. So I started seeing a lot of football players coming in from Alabama, Louisiana. The demographics mm-hmm. started shifting. So um, as that went on, uh, I just started I started off being comfortable with being myself. I wasn't trying to conform in any way, shape, or form. But when mm-hmm. it came to the department, it wasn't really diversified. There was a lot of, there was a lot of cons. Like the they had the um, operas, the orchestra concerts. Mm-hmm. I did those because I had to do it for my classes. But there yeah. was just a lot of the European music going on. A lot of like uh, the rock era, and la- mm-hmm. a lot of those emphasized because music history. Yeah. But a lot of yeah. A lot of our music, the urban music and whatnot, wasn't being really didn't have that spotlight mm-hmm. and kind of didn't really match because I'm just like you're teaching all this stuff. But the pieces, they would do um, shows for um, the student body mm-hmm. and demographic is changing. A lot of people aren't going to be in touch with Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people aren't yeah. going to be in touch with this old famous piano player. It'd be great music, but it's just like we mm-hmm. got up as the diversity of the colleges switching up as well. Yeah. So yeah. I myself to to kind of like to push forward a like we had like a legit studio we had the microphones the the daws the digital audio workstations and everything so i was talking to my professor and i was just like they would give us um they would give us assignments because my specific major was composition music technology so basically so what a lot of people would do is that they would do like like a four-part um movement on like logic or something but it'll be all like orchestral instruments mm. and i'm just like this is everything i need to make some like rap <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's like all like, the tools you need for like, yeah like, a few years before me a few years before me they had um a few producers that that did urban music mm-hmm. or rap but they never had any rappers there so okay. i was i was the first actual rapper especially in the major so mm. i was i took advantage of it so every yeah. time that we did a show Mine would be rap, and I would actually instead of press play and just let the music play. Because mind you, it's um, it's a composition technology major. I would okay. perform, so I would right. perform the, while the beat is getting played on the technology part. Got so it. I would okay. Try to cross that bridge a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, as I was doing that, I started getting a little bit of traction. I started getting some eyes on me, and then I started getting support. Um, after my um. After my um my instructor, he mm-hmm. backed me because he asked me like what is, what am I trying to do? Because I was cursing and everything. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, I pushed the envelope a little bit, a little bit yeah. of shock. Because mm-hmm. I'm student body sitting next to these elderly professors and whatnot right. of like different ethnicity. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like how like kids be like watching TV like a movie with their parents and then a sex scene comes on and oh gets yeah yeah no, exactly. Like, exactly. I kind of did that to invoke. <laughs> make people feel something mm-hmm. so i have whatever lyrics it was at the time but since i was able to break down and articulate why i was saying what i was saying my mm-hmm. professor backed me and it it was off to the races with that yeah and then I got more people coming in because they wanted to see a rapper they wanted to see something different so yeah i bought more people and then the events started getting bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. they started enjoying enjoying what i was bringing to the table yeah 
Yeah. I approached it a certain way. And then eventually uh, my sophomore, uh, my sophomore year and my junior year, I started um, helping the college bring in um, when uh, the students have been taking tours. Oh uh, yeah. Like uh, recruiting the colleges. Yeah. Yeah. I started bringing in people and I was like, yeah, we got everything that you need for real, for real. Like we have the violins, we have the guitars, we have the live, um, the live studios, but at the same time we can do um, urban music as well. So they started feeling like the college actually gave, uh, gave um, some consideration mm-hmm. across the board. So then more and more people started coming in and things started getting more and more diversified. Right. So, that was like my journey with everything. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of support and I started doing my solo shows um, for um, student involvement credits. It was just mm-hmm. an interesting journey. It was yeah, very, very. It sounds journey. like it. Granted, LaGrange is yeah. small, but hey, I felt like I had the whole world in my hand at, the, at that time because the whole campus was kind of like interested. Yeah. Just yeah. like, I kind of felt like a mini celebrity for me. And I was just like, this is the first taste of impact that I ever mm-hmm. like, experienced. So that just made me even hungrier. So after yeah. I graduated, I'm like, all right, cool. I took over the campus. Now I, yeah, I take over the world. <laughs> so- I mean, cause that's where it starts, right? Like even, you know, for people like me who started in Atlanta, you know, Atlanta felt pretty small when we were starting out, you know what I'm saying? And then you realize yeah. like, oh, it's actually like a major industry hub and you're, you're a big fish in an ocean now, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, that's one of the things that kind of deterred me away from coming to Atlanta in the first place, because I was like, it's oversaturated. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, I can't, like, you can't knock the benefits of what Atlanta has. Mm-hmm. Like, just walk down the street and meet the right person at the right time on the right day mm-hmm. and change. So yeah. instead of being like, oh, it's oversaturated, I, I have to have the confidence in myself that I'm still going to shine among mm-hmm. other stars i'm just gonna yeah. shine bright i don't exactly, have to man. go i don't have to go in the complete uh pitch black just to shine mm-hmm. i can do uh, with the sun out in the daytime i right. can still shine, so yeah you gotta and overcome I, your your uh, environment honestly and i think it's interesting when artists take the other like the opposite route and they say like they stay in that small town like lagrange and then they just keep making it like pop in their town, you know, versus the other. It's hard. I, you know, I wouldn't subscribe to that, but I know that there's like, you know, local, you know, when you hear like those local bands or those local rappers who are just. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I will be, I will give them kudos because it is possible that way. Mm-hmm. But at the time it just takes one person to be like, to realize that you're shining, but at the same like you're you have the good buzz, but you have no competition at the same time. So they mm-hmm. can that argument, and then everybody's gonna start taking a second look at you and just mm-hmm. be like, All right, cool, you're basically LeBron James on JV, but what can you do in D1? Yeah, yeah, what can you do against Duke. Like you just mm-hmm. took over the, the small school. What can you do on the big court? Like, exactly. What, exactly. Are you gonna yeah. show up or are you gonna just disappear? Yeah. What you do playoffs? What's you gonna do with it? Yep, yep. Really and I was yourself. just like, I had to ruin myself because I was just like, once again, I didn't come this far just to get this far. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm a very intense person by nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zodiac. But um, okay. let's go for it. I'm not scared. Wait, what's your Zodiac sign? Um, My big three is all fire. I am an Aries. Okay. So my moon and my rising is both Sagittarius. Okay. That's interesting. 
and both yeah. my parents are Leos. <laughs> I'd say it's like Chip. <laughs> and, Chip and my hit. Leo, like everything yeah. fire over here. Literally. Wow, man. Yeah. Everything fire. So. And for the listeners, uh, Trey just made a whole bracelet while he was saying that whole thing. So <laughs> he, before we started the podcast, he was telling me how he was like just an all around artist and he was literally proving it as he was telling us that he was an artist. That's why I had a lot of that's uh, so dope. But I had to retighten up my uh, my my beads because mm-hmm. I have some down over here. I got some, I got some different stones, tiger's eye, bloodstone, all that good stuff. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I wear I mean, bracelets all the time, but I have no idea what they are. I just got them. Look into it, because I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the spirituality actually kind of helped me out a little bit. I just got some Adrinka mm-hmm. uh, symbols tattooed on both my legs. I just got it done, like, what, two days ago? Okay. Uh, like, where is that originating from? Adrinka is African. It's African spirituality. Okay. Oh. So, I do, like, a lot of people know about, like, um, the stones and, like, the chakras and, like, that aspect of the spirituality and... I wanted to show light to that, but at the same time, I wanted mm. to keep my roots strong with the African uh, spirituality as well. Mm. With the, like, for example, like this tattoo on my hand is the Dwinaman, okay. and it's basically two rams headbutting. And also, mm. when degrees, I took some, I took some notice to that. But mm. the Dwinaman specifically is a reminder to stay humble, no matter how much power you think you have in this physical world. Mm. So. At the same time, it's kind of going back to me being all fire. I don't really have yeah. much earth element in me. So mm-hmm. kinda, it, it kind of reminds me to just stay grounded. Stay grounded. Yeah. I get too, too ahead of myself because, like I said, I'm very passionate in a lot of things that I do. But I had to learn how to mitigate that a little bit because I don't want to like be too intense and like shy people away or like. Yeah. get too like get too hot and burn out type thing because i'm like i said i'm very intense i don't sleep <laughs> yeah I, I'm always running on all cylinders so yeah. i gotta balance and balance just keep- it that's cool man so i gotta ask how do you apply that to your music career because for me i so i'm a sagittarius and i, I believe <laughs> yeah so i believe my sun sign is sagittarius i think my moon is virgo uh, I have a friend, like, she's very much into, like, the different houses and stuff. But, yeah, so what? one of the things for me that I find, like, in my music career is, like, I'm very, like, purposeful, you know, deadlines, making, like, organizing the crap out of everything I do. Like, of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that and that's what I heard. And so for me, but one thing I'm learning now, like, this is about year three of me releasing uh, professionally and like it actually being my career is that I'm finding I have to like purposefully carve out time to where I'm not, where I turn everything off, right? Where I'm not answering emails. I'm, you know, not checking Instagram every five seconds for a DM. You know what I'm saying? And like not checking. Yeah. Um, Mm. mm. You sound like me. Okay. So um, we we can relate a lot on that, maybe because, like like I said, I have a lot of Sagittarius in my chart as well, especially mm-hmm. my deacon of my Aries is, is um, expressed through Sagittarius. So yeah. that's just very, very funny. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to basically balancing and knowing how to turn off that go mode, mm-hmm. what I like to do, um, because one of the reasons why I... I'm so intense is because I truly, truly believe that I'm capable of doing such. And I'm basically, 
I understand that I'm built to carry this much weight. Okay. So load it on as much as possible. Yeah. And that's probably the areas in me. I kind of see everything as like a challenge in a sense. Like even when I was doing firefighting, like mm-hmm. I slew everyone that does firefighting. I did it for about four and a half years and mm-hmm. it was never really my go-to thing, but I kind of mm-hmm. seen it as one, a way to stay fit is mm-hmm. kind of, you never know what's going to come at you at two in the morning. You're in the middle, mm-hmm. you still got suds on you. And then you get the call that a house is burning, two people uh, trapped in. And it's mm-hmm. just like a competition. Mm-hmm. And also I'm big into um, working out. Yeah. So I would say a way to balance the go mode is to mm-hmm. find the different um, levels of go mode. You don't have to turn mm-hmm. it off. For example, like a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. I love that by the way. So heads up. Okay. Um, like PlayStation 5, you don't have to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a rest mode where it's mm-hmm. still on, but it's like low battery mode or like an right. iPhone battery mode, power save mode. It's not mm-hmm. all, but it's conserving its energy for when it's time to turn it on. So mm-hmm. for example, um, if I am, let's just say I'm burned out and God forbid I have writer's block. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to come up with something new, mm-hmm. I will shift gears. So instead of trying to create something, I will mm-hmm. look back or I'll study an artist mm-hmm. to a different type, um, well, a different portion of my brain. So right, instead of right. like trying to create and manifest something, I'm going to look mm-hmm. at something that's created and I'm going to probably deconstruct it. I'm going to probably study it, see uh, what flows mm-hmm. they use, what, what plugins they probably use that I can hear. Yeah, yeah. If something, or if my ears are burned out, because I also engineer a little bit, I'll mm-hmm. switch to, I'll go to some visual art. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I just love art. I love self-expression. That's one of the things that my mom really drilled into me when I was younger. Okay. Um, was she an just, artist too? Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's my just mom, a fan. My mm-hmm. mom. Wow. She's not an artist. <laughs> but. Yeah. She's very, very. I love that woman. But she is a mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, we are, it's Mother's Day weekend. Remember that. And, I, <laughs> we're, and we're doing a lot better as I'm getting older because I'm starting to realize certain things. Because like I said, mm-hmm. when I was younger, yeah. I channel it. But, yeah. but she always told me that I should always, no matter what, um, express myself. However, mm-hmm. be conscious of who I'm talking to. So if I'm talking to my elders, mm-hmm. be respectful, but still say what you, say what you mean. But mm. you say it. Right. And so, drilled in, um, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. So if like my ears are burned out, I'm gonna switch to visual. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna switch to uh, visual outlet. Or if i if my creative side is burnt out, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go um to have a physical outlet. If my physical mm-hmm. um is um burned out or whatever, I'm too sore or I don't have enough time to do something, I'm gonna mm-hmm. switch to a spiritual outlet. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have multiple outlets, physical, yeah. mental, and emotional. Those are the mm-hmm. three main outlets everybody should have. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I agree. Balancing. Sometimes I do just stop and I reflect or I look back on what I've done already mm-hmm. because people can get in their heads a little bit too much. Yeah. And when people ask me um, for advice or, or like mm-hmm. when I like really like amped up emotionally about something, I'm more so logical. So mm-hmm. I like step outside the box to look in the box yeah. so if i'm having, uh, if i'm having a uh, writer's block or if i'm having a little self-doubt moment i may mm-hmm. stop and i may look at my old works or look at my past achievements quote-unquote achievements because i'm yeah. like 
it may be an achievement, but I don't really feel like I did too, too much because I'm the one that was doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Must be like, oh my God, that was so cool. And I'm just like, man, that was light work. Like, yeah, yeah. Better because yep. we're all our own uh, biggest critic. critic. Yeah. So I would mm. like stop and I'll just go back and look at like some of my favorite pieces that I did, my favorite features that I did, or mm. just look back at like, why do I do what I do? So I may yeah. watch old Wayne highlights or yeah. like get back that, to the meaning. Exactly. Just so yeah. I can ground myself. Um, that's what really I advice, also do that within myself. And mm-hmm. I kind of start things that I look at. I remember things that my mom said, my dad said, my um, God rest his soul, my uncle said, my grandma mm-hmm. said, and just little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, reflect yeah. and look at the facts because the facts, you can feel however you want, but the facts are the facts. Like mm-hmm. the facts, care how you feel. Yeah. So you know like, what's so crazy about what you just said? So I had a therapy session today. And during like the the main theme, because I was, you know, like telling him everything. And he was like, your feelings, because they're happening to you at the time, they feel so real and they feel like, you know, the biggest thing. And he he was like, this is what I tell to all my patients. Feelings are feelings, not facts. Right. Exactly. Some people think it's old, but that's the truth. It's true. And it's like, I feel like I've heard that before. And it's, you know, in the context of what we were talking about, it's like, that is so like, it's so universal, you know? And I was telling him, I was like, as an artist, I feel like my feelings are are sort of like um, my gas, you know, it's like how I interpret the world is how I share, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, Uh I'm not like a mathematician, you know, like we're not mathematicians. Well, you're, you are very technically smart. So let me just speak for myself. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it's like, I I don't think tactically like that, you know, most of the time I think in emotion. So obviously my emotions, and maybe this goes back into like, you know, my fire signs or whatever, but my emotions kind of dictate a lot of my life and sometimes to my detriment right and um and it leads me to points where and which is why i'm so glad you shared all that because it leads me to points where i do get burnt out i do get caught up in my feelings and you know i have that imposter syndrome telling me like oh i should be doing more and then you know spiral down and the the whole like purpose of why i want to do this podcast was to talk about this side of being an artist and like even in just in the industry because i feel like there's no chance that people know that you know some of their favorite artists have gone through and are going through the same things that we're talking about you know like it's not just like oh you know recording cool music videos or being in the studio or anything like most of our artistry i feel like comes from these moments you know what i'm saying like exactly. having to overcome, uh, you know, anxiety, having to overcome burnout. Like those are <laughs> like, it's a job, you know what I'm saying? And it's, um, I'm, I'm so glad you dropped the, those, uh, those gems for us, man. Yeah, no, no problem. Because I, I love, I love interaction. I love positive, beneficial, um, mm-hmm. um, interaction. Um, first off, I want to say congratulations for even doing the whole therapy thing. A lot of people, oh, a lot thank of- you. Yeah, it's useful. So mm-hmm. real, like for real, for real. That's uh, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, a lot of people kind of just brush to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the um, separation between facts and feelings mm-hmm. is feelings are good when they're used the right way. But like mm-hmm. you said, and key, very, 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 very key thing is that it's fuel. Mm-hmm. 
and it can be used as fuel depending on how you um, decide to use it. Right. But at the same time, emotion can drive people to do some very detrimental things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when they get too ahead of themselves or they get too much in their head, that's when a lot of people have a lot of regrets. Mm-hmm. So it has to be, you can use that energy and channel it towards something that's positive. So it's kind of like, mm. excuse me, it's kind of like you have a flamethrower, mm-hmm. but it's the nozzle kind of directs where the flame is going instead of just exploding and blowing up the whole room. It's right, right. And mm-hmm. that's a lot, a lot, a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of mastering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it's very, very possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just all, once again, it, it just comes about perspective. So mm-hmm. every, when you feel like you're getting ahead of yourself, and that's another reason why I work on being so self-aware with the mm-hmm. stone, the meditation, the drinkers, all yeah. that stuff. Um, once you're able to just stop everything and just take a step outside the box to look in the box, because that's mm-hmm. the best going on. Yeah. Just playing basketball. And you're like, yeah, I was guarding my man. And coach is like, no, you wasn't. Yeah, I was. He takes mm-hmm. out the game, shows you the – And then the, you see – he shows yeah. you the, you're just like, damn, he all the way over there. <laughs> like, then you're yeah. really going on. Mm-hmm. So I sit back and then just listen and actually truly absorb. Yeah. yeah. But be mindful of what you're absorbing from because a lot of people could just be speaking BS. Yeah. Still, at least consider it, hear it, marinate and be like, all right, cool. This is what I need. This is what I don't need. Pick, pick out what you need and then throw the rest away, depending mm-hmm. on who talking to. Yeah. But, like sift it out. Use the mind. Always use the mind. Be aware. Mm-hmm. Stop relishing the moment. Right. Because emotions can be very good, but at the same time, a six-second decision can cost your life. Yeah. Yep. It can get Facts. real. Yeah, and I'm sure as a firefighter, you definitely know. You definitely know that. Man, what? <laughs> yeah. Things I heard. Some things I. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. Man. I mean, that's good stuff, man. I think as artists, our emotions are great until they're not, you know? <laughs> and that's yeah. like kind of stretches with everything. And no one tells you when the cutoff is at. You got to find out where your cutoff is at versus their cutoff versus the next man's cutoff. Yeah. You, yeah. It's really like a lot of ways to customize the outcome. Mm-hmm. Everybody has tools, but everybody don't have the same outcome. Yep. Yep. Big facts. So, yeah, man, I want to kind of pivot just a little bit, because as you were uh, doing the intro and stuff, you were talking about how you got started with songwriting and kind of like how you it kind of like the eclectic way that you kind of fell into music, you know, if you want to call it that. So I related to it a lot because I started off in like the choral gospel choir type realm. You know, I was in a boys choir from 10. So right around the time that uh you like had that whole little Wayne thing happen um up until I was 13 and I was like it was pretty much like a school for the arts with the side of actually being in middle school <laughs> like it at the time like no shade to them but the crazy thing about that mm-hmm. in time I was an acolyte at my church oh what what is an acolyte exactly all right so oh god this is taking me back so mm-hmm. I'm not a pastor's kid, but my grandparents on both sides mm. loved in the church. Mm. <laughs> so, so on my dad's okay. side, soul, she um, was a reverend and my 
uh, pop up on my dad's side was a reverend. On my mm-hmm. mom's side, grandma, my mom was um in the choir, and pop up on um, my mom's side was a deacon, something like that. Okay. Um, I remember the church is was a Lutheran church okay. that my that my grandma, on my mom's side was going to in Philly. So uh-huh. like, it's basically kind of like. I filled in a little bit. Like I was only doing it because they needed somebody. I did, yeah. a few, but it's kind of like a almost. Like, I don't want to say this because it sounds so lame. But an altar boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're uh-huh. the ones that they be wearing the robes and they be gotcha. doing communion and stuff. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Help the pastor out and whatnot. Yeah. It's like the intern of the church, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Kind of story. I did that when yeah. I was real young. I did that real young. Yeah. So you were like exposed to. Like pretty much every every aspect of church, dumb. Yeah, a yeah. good a good bit when I was younger. And mm-hmm. um, funny enough, uh, funny enough, after um, after I got out of that because mm-hmm. I stopped doing that when I officially moved to Georgia with my dad. Mm-hmm. I really, really wished I was in the choir. But yeah. when I was in Lagrange, they mm-hmm. made me take like certain music classes, mm-hmm. and I. I was in music theory and I tried to sing. That's not my thing. Yeah. I learned how to match pitch though. Mm-hmm. I was getting real good. And then I just stopped working on it because I graduated. It took me a while. Yeah. But I was learning how to play instruments and mm-hmm. I get a keyboard. That's on my bucket list. I need to get a keyboard again so I can actually like work on matching pitch. Cause mm-hmm. literally a few weeks ago, I'm learning more and more about flows, delivery, and music. Like even rappers, when they rap, they're low key on pitch. Oh yeah. Dude, they're mm-hmm. on people singing mm-hmm. like it's a lot to keep your voice at a c4 mm-hmm. it takes a lot of me at least because my voice does a lot of stuff when i when i talk on an everyday basis yeah so yeah i can sing i'm working on it i can't sing yet but i can match pitch by accident sometimes yeah I, i'm a big believer in that i think everybody can at least match pitch because we all have the same like vocal cords you know no vocal cord is like extravagant you know i just think that people with talent have like you know just have an, a natural mastery of it you that know access to the same ability that we all have mm-hmm. yeah and certain voice just hit but i found out that my um my natural speaking tone is a g3 okay i think it's g3 That's yeah it. how did you find that out <laughs> uh like that was actually off, but mm-hmm. I'd be around that range automatically. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. My thing. <laughs> I, I've always wondered, like, my talking voice is so different than my singing voice. Like, there's obviously it's the same. It's coming. Actually, it's not really coming out of the same place. I, I feel I use it differently when I sing. You sing lower or higher? I sing higher than I talk. I can hear that. I, I yeah. can hear mm-hmm. And it's more like, there. like bigger. Like, I... Like, I feel like my talking voice is really thin, you know, compared to, like, my singing voice. And you can sing higher and mm-hmm. it's as thin as you're speaking. That's interesting. I really got to yeah. check this real fast. Yeah, man. And you, too. I'm I'm mostly, like, a tenor, too. So, like, that's where, like, most of my... Oh, okay. I can mm-hmm. hear in my head. I'm a tenor. All right. Yeah. I'm definitely more of the baritone, but... Yeah. I... I will say I feel the most comfortable being in the baritone range, but, like, my voice just... Literally, when I'm writing songs, I'm like, "All right, here's another like super high song that that I, I'm gonna sing live one day." Hey, yeah. don't don't try to fight it too too much. Where your natural 
artistry or your natural ear goes embrace but like, you can try to do the other stuff but don't completely just like be like stop what's organic if yeah. it's organic organic for a reason yeah so there may be something there yeah i mean amen because that's another point i wanted to bring up because for me i feel like my background my choral background my musical theater background all of that and you know the fact that i grew up like we grew up like in the early 2000s where you know pop and r&b were kind of at its height as far as like you know talent goes so you have like the beyonce's justin timberlake's and oh, seeing britney spears everything okay. so i feel like that is what i bring to my music it's like this amalgamation of all of them right and one thing i i'm interested to see how you feel about this because like one thing i found in this industry is like everybody's trying to and i feel like tiktok made it worse everybody's oh. trying to chase the current thing versus making the thing that's going to be the current <clears throat> thing you know so there's a few ways to look at that because mm-hmm. i've had this vision as well Mm-hmm. People ask me, I love interviews and I never do them. All right. So you're, you're great that. at it. So I this honestly is my first real interview. I'm not gonna lie. Wow, man. I'm honored. That's a I, yeah. Yeah, I'm honored. Yeah. So um, all right, there's different ways to look at it. So first, it's kind of like being a new kid in the school. I moved around a lot, so I, I definitely know this feeling. So when you first come in, standing out and blending in are it's kind of like double-edged sword mm-hmm. you stand by like this um let's just say i have a lot of examples for this so you stand it uh, you're blending in first of all it's safe yeah <laughs> i would get picked out like mm-hmm. it, is, it is like natural right. selection if you're in the forest and there's a lot of green tree frogs versus red tree frogs. There's going to be a lot less red tree frogs because they're the easier ones to see. The green ones mm. blend in. So they can reproduce and it'll be more green frogs. That's something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But at this, and also when it comes to riding a wave, it may, if you're very good at blending in or very good at riding the wave, depending on like what it is specifically, then you can be like, all right, now you're the best at this common thing so mm-hmm. now our attention you're the leader of what's common at this right. point so um for so example about the frogs <laughs> it helps so for, mm-hmm. when it comes to basketball mm-hmm. if everybody in the gym is five eight everybody's mm-hmm. in point guard position that's like you're not standing out you, you can go with the rest of the point guards right but your performance as a point guard oh mm-hmm. we may have a steph curry on our hands okay mm-hmm. he's a we got so mm-hmm. you're still in that box but you're yeah. the best in that box right could be something there and then when you have those eyes on you then you mm-hmm. can branch out and switch up and then that new wave you're trying to be on will most likely be a little bit more accepted because mm-hmm. for example when it comes to drake a mm-hmm. lot of doing whatever yeah. but at the same time though some people believe that he has um He's in Wayne's situation to where he can't do no wrong. Like mm-hmm. when Wayne was 08 and he was doing yeah. the features in a year, yeah. it was just, he could say one, two, peekaboo. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to think it's staying up. <laughs> yeah. He can't do no wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Cullen, however, comma, mm-hmm. that's where the double edged sword comes in. Mm-hmm. So when Tupac first came out, old people were like, who the heck is this? Mm-hmm. What is 
not immediately like because the the biggest changes mm-hmm. are going to have the most pushback in the beginning yeah because nobody likes change however mm-hmm. change is the best thing that can happen to people mm-hmm. yeah like, you know, it's hard to stay the same yeah so it's, but it's just like all right cool everybody is going back to basketball so mm-hmm. let's say how everybody was wearing let's just say the short shorts and high socks yeah then mm-hmm. boom AI comes in the game he drops the shorts a little bit after he got in the mm-hmm. league got the shoes got the braids yeah oh, he's a hoodlum mm-hmm. now you go to the court you see that's how everybody looks all someone's knees mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just know I would say that, but that was like in 2010, 2006. Now, since everything recycles itself, the old things are- It's kind of coming back, yeah. So now Mm -hmm. it's time to the knees. What the girls Mm -hmm. say, like daddy shorts and whatnot, depending on Mm -hmm. how you, it may be a good thing. So now both exist in the same world and they're both accepted. Mm -hmm. Depends on how everything comes about. You just, it just really depends on the, um, it depends on the audience, the demographic, uh, the populace at the time mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do yeah some things yeah. it's gonna be best to not be noticed at first and mm-hmm. make that change mm-hmm. rather than up at school one day in an all orange fubu sweat sweatsuit mm-hmm. and then heck is this yeah <laughs> next thing you, know, you have a, a steep <laughs> hill yeah you have like a steep hill to climb when you do that and I, my thing is it's like i without like selling out to myself and without selling myself short right and without diluting my artistry i'm trying to figure out a way and i'm doing this with data right i'm figuring out a way to put my best self out there what feels authentic but then also what's palatable and what people are going to love during performances and things like that you know Mm -hmm. and having that i think and i want to know what you think is like that's been the biggest like recent like uh challenge for me you know with like making music um all right so music wise let's let's tap into this mm-hmm. um music was when rap was shifting um of course like i said there's been a lot of cool styles from from sugar hill gang all the way up to mm-hmm. ice spice like yeah. there's a lot of different waves that came and gone yeah some waves stayed longer than the others so mm-hmm. and when Amigos, um recipe takeoff, um mm-hmm. when it goes into triplet flows, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of gave way to people taking it even further with Uzi mm-hmm. and Lil Baby. Lil yeah. Baby, and he is he's a part of that group. Yeah. The triplet flow here and there, but at mm-hmm. the same time starts to stress the syllables and come on like he starts switching up the different melodies yeah. a little mm-hmm. got but then you start stretching it and once again, bringing that change that you want to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like, and even going back to the, let's go a little more, um, more fundamental. If mm. you, um, if you look at Beethoven. Yeah. Uh, what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, it was a sonata. I forget which one. It's not Moonlight mm-hmm. Sonata, but a motif. Mm-hmm. A motif is basically, if I remember correctly, the reposition of the core idea or the subject with a slight variation. Mm. So, da, 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 da. if you right. hear if you know that whole song, it mm. comes back in ways. Yeah. Like there's different ways. Yeah. Of that thing. It's the uh-huh. same rhythm, different 
maybe different notes. Yeah. Right. But there's ways to bring in some slight changes while still mm. it's kind of right. like familiar, but it's a little different. Though. Right, right. Familiar, but it's, it's, it's not different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do their best impression of somebody. They'll be like, I mm. know who you're trying to be. I can tell you're not that person, but I know who mm-hmm. you're trying to be. I know their right. style. Yeah. So, yeah. But once you have a good blend of familiarity as well as something different, mm-hmm. you'll get a lot of attention. That's like the safest way to, to draw attention. Mm-hmm. Try to bring in uh, what's already seen. People may like it, depend mm-hmm. on if it's fresh. Yeah. But if the same thing that's been seen, but it's the old thing that's always been seen, then it's kind of yeah. like, have like 20 other people that do this. What can you do that's different? Exactly. Exactly. And then also going back um, and switching it up, it's mm-hmm. kind of like also, I don't know what it is, but I like it. Like it's it's different. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but hey, it's different. I we've been waiting for something different. Hey, he's he's tying. He's wearing his shoes backwards. This mm-hmm. is we're gonna invest our time into this. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you never know when you're gonna be that artist, right? That does like the Kanye thing where everybody's wearing polos, or you know what I'm saying? Polos at that. That man, permission. Yeah. But if you, uh, did you see the, the Netflix special, Genius? I didn't. I've seen clips of it. And like, I just, I don't know. I just can't bring myself to watch it. Honestly, I'll say this. I'm not sure if it's up there anymore, but I will say this. Mm. I'm not the biggest Kanye fan. I love Kanye. Like, I like mm. Kanye a lot, especially the old right. Kanye. But I'm not like, oh, everything he does is amazing. I'm not like that engulfed in Kanye. But yeah. look at the um, the way that the documentary was done. Mm-hmm. Granted, uh, recently that some things didn't happen the way it looked like it happened. Mm. But it was done. It will really give you the the sneak peek into the grind and behind the scenes that a lot of people mm-hmm. probably like. Or yeah. if they had it, they would have a certain spark ignited inside of them. Mm. like and i literally almost had i had a breakdown roughly about like three days ago um kind of like a self-reflection on just like when is like there's a there's a thin line between being insane and being like a genius because bashing mm-hmm. your head to a brick wall expecting a different result is the definition of insane right Tell right. the wall break. yep what happens when you break through the wall? Are you still yeah. the same? Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. like, because like some people like the, like persistence. Some people mm-hmm. love consistency, persistent, never give up. That's what everybody says. Like they near everybody that made it mm-hmm. or made it or are successful. They'll be like the greatest. Like, I don't like to gamble, but the bet, but I always bet on myself type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Beyonce said in a quote today. I just yeah. remembered it. But like, Consistency can be very, very good, mm-hmm. but as I'm just kind of like the people can more so get to you, and you start thinking, "All right, cool. Now I'm 50, and I'm still trying to pursue so a rap." Doing the same thing, yeah. Yep. Like, all right, is is it time to let go? Yeah. You never know. Like, he could have one more song, and that may be yeah, that's just it. A brand new, a 50 year old rapper that's hot, mm-hmm. and he just. He's not like Jay-Z. Jay-Z's already 50, but we're talking about a brand new 50-year-old. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> like, imagine that. That'll be hot. Like, mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And see how all that just comes full circle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's like That's really, yeah. How you want to look at it. It's all about perspective. Yeah. And I, and I think for any artist listening, you should always 
bet on yourself a hundred percent, right? Because that we have yeah. to be a little delusional to be doing what we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to be I like, love yo, that. yeah, that. like. I feel like there's a little bit in every artist that I talk to, there's a little bit of delusionalism in that because it's like you you have to be crazy to think that thousands, millions of people are going to like something you created in your head. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, all right, going back because um, when I saw that Beyonce quote, it was like in a tweet and I don't even be on Twitter like that. But mm-hmm. I think right under it, that relates to what you said what was mm-hmm. by... Steve Jobs, and he was just like, mm. um, only insane people. I'm, I'm doing. I'm gonna do a very, very bad paraphrase. Mm. Only the people can see further than the norm, but those mm. are the people that actually change the norm. Like change the norm. Yeah. Like you're crazy to even think you could change the world, mm. but those are people that do change the world. Yeah, yeah. That, like that actually. Yeah, mm. that was there. Um, that that you crazy. You have to be crazy to think you can change the world, but at the mm-hmm. same time, that do change the world. Yeah, like, and and what you said has been something again. Like it might be because we have like similar signs or something, but like serious man, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that is literally how I see my life and my career. Right, nothing. You know, you look at MLK, Gandhi. Like all these people who have changed may not have been the best people, you know, now yeah. that I'm learning, but <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, Benjamin Franklin, like people who did insane things at the time and look at the legacy that they left behind. You know? Yeah, you got to change it up. And something that my dad always said is that if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yep. But yeah. at the same time, it's kind of like, like there's this, there's two ways to look at that as well, but you have to. Go out on a limb. You yeah. may find it easier. Because if everybody's yes. going on, on the same path mm-hmm. and the same way, it's a crowded highway, traffic's backed up, you know how Atlanta be. Mm-hmm. And highway goes up like this. It's kind of like a U-shape. It's mm-hmm. kind of but if you just branch off and probably make a straight line instead mm-hmm. of going long curve, right. you can still probably get a whole lot further than a lot of people. To that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's smarter. Hey, but hey, that's what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a bar. <laughs> that is but, a bar. <laughs> but yeah, Trey, I mean, it's been great talking to you, man. I'm going to leave it there because I want you to have enough time to tell the listeners about what you got coming next, like okay. artist wise. I know you got a lot of hands in the pot. So it's your time, man. Um, oh, spotlight. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Funny, <laughs> funny enough. Um, a song today of mine came out. Well, I'm featured on the song because a good, good friend of mine, PM Low, um, he's dropping um some singles um and preparing for his uh, new project. And basically, it's gonna be kind of like a remix to the project he already has out now. So it be like all the songs on the original song um albums gonna be remixed on this album, and mm-hmm. I'm on seven of them songs. So I was just like. Because me and my words in it, so I'm like, I'm gonna go crazy. So, um, Mother's Day by PM Low is on all streaming platforms. It's PM Low, Kurt Hollis, and Trey Gotti, myself. Um, that is out right now. It's called Mother's Day. Um, like I said earlier, um, kind of hinted at my grandmother passed, um, more or less recently. Yeah, Um, sorry to hear that. 
his mom passed. I appreciate it. And Kurt, he has, um, I think, an aunt or a grandmother. I don't want to be mistaken, but they passed as well. So mm-hmm. this is all kind of like a commemoration song. Mm-hmm. There's that. Then I have, like two weeks ago, I have the song called Fishtail that came out. Once again, mm-hmm. by uh, my boy uh, PM Low. That's mm-hmm. also on Spotify, all platforms. Mm-hmm. And then personally, I am finishing up. I got one more song left to um, do um, before I release um, my little EP. It's going to okay. be uh, called Five Piece. Just like a okay. five piece contender type thing. Yep. So it's five songs, five remixes mm-hmm. of songs out already. I mean, I'm in my little Wayne mixtape mode. Five mm-hmm. songs already out. My uh, spin of it. And I'm going to release it as soon as I get this last song done. Um, I'm just starting it up, but um, cool. the reason I'm doing that is because I'm trying to feed more um, content to my YouTube because I just got on the yeah. YouTube because I, I I was big into not wanting to do YouTube because I, mm-hmm. I it is I kind of hate starting from zero. Yeah, but, yeah, got to so start like, somewhere, man. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was like, I don't want to be talking to a camera. Like, I'll talk to a camera when I have someone, but I'm not mm-hmm. just doing random vlogs about myself. Like, it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, but um, yeah. I'm, building my youtube because on my instagram i'm more so um active on instagram but on instagram i do a lot of freestyles okay but i when i can't put out some music i love just like getting in there and just doing some sparring sessions you know what i mean yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean that was out right now on um, so tell us your uh instagram and youtube handles my instagram underscore underscore black diamond gotti B-L-K-D-M-N-D-G-O-T-T-I underscore Black Diamond Gotti. That is my Instagram. I'm very, well, I'm getting more and more active. It depends on what I'm going through at the time. But when I can't um, do original music, I'll do a freestyle just to like throw something out there. I think my last one got over 17K views. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm, oh, so, yeah, I'm there you go. YouTube is Trey Gotti Official, T-R-E-G-O-T-T-I Official. And that has my music videos and that I'm going to start putting my freestyles on there too. Instead of just Instagram, I'm going to start putting um, stuff on um, YouTube and I'll put the longer versions of what I put on Instagram. I'll put that on YouTube, like the five piece thing. They're going to be full length songs, but Instagram going to probably see a minute of each song, but mm-hmm. YouTube going to get the whole entire song only on YouTube exclusive because mm-hmm. the project I dropped was future based. Um, I always loved this. It's it, yeah, I'm remixing his I Never Liked You. So that's okay. on stream. That's the last thing I dropped. Okay. But, um, services and those music videos are going to be on YouTube as well. So mm. I'm trying to really push a lot more stuff out there because I've been doing this for a minute. But yeah, I'll, man. The freestyle yep. video is once again, you never know. You can be mm-hmm. the standout. Yeah. A lot of their remixes, but you may be the one to stand out. And then I can show them my album music, which is the more me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And let that be a lesson to all the artists listening. Spread it out. Spread all your work out across all these platforms. They're for the most part free. So, you know. I'll make it I'll make it a TikTok. Not yet. But I'll make it a TikTok. I can't get one. I feel like you do well on that. But um anyway, Trey, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate talking to you. It was really great talking to you. Like I learned a lot and I know the listeners will learn a lot too. Um we'll definitely stay connected. Um And again, thank you to Voyage and Canvas Rebel for giving us a space to talk. And thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. All right.